Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Scotty and Goss on this Thursday morning. All roads lead to the MCG tomorrow night. It is, of course, Collingwood taking on GWS. And then uh, it is on... At the Gabba, and this is where we find our next guest. Well, he's not at the Gabba, he's in Queensland. No, no, he lives there. He lives there, because <laughs> when you think finals, when you think finals, you think Luke Hodge, and uh, and Hodgie joins us this morning. Morning, Hodgie. Morning, fellas. How are you going? Well, we're going better than you. You've, uh, you've had a little bit of bug go through the house. The kids, they're just givers, aren't they? You okay, mate? Yeah, no, no, I'm a lot better than yesterday. I, um, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's like school holidays are great. The kids, uh, it's a good time to... To settle down and spend some time with them. In in this case, my kids uh, got a bug and have passed it all through the house. Yeah, good on them. Nothing Bluey and Paw Patrol Fun can't times. fix, mate. Just a stick Bluey on one channel and Paw Patrol on the other, Paw and you've got, <laughs> got them. You've got them sussed. But anything to keep them entertained. Exactly we, right. It wasn't a good day for parenting yesterday, but we uh, we got through with them all. Luke, preliminary final. Time for me, it is the purest weekend of football. Yes. Now you know I, I get the AFL Grand Final, and you've been there, done that, and got, and, the, and you've got the trophies to prove it. But as a footy fan, I think preliminary final weekend is the one that gets everyone buzzed up because the real fan can still go and get into a big game. Do you have great memories of preliminary finals? Um, to be honest, as a player, it was the one that I hated the most. Um, I, I totally understand what you're saying as far as the last pure. Um, home crowd, because you look at the Gabba, the Gabba's going to be 38,000 capacity, 34 of them would probably be um, the Lions. You look at MCG on Friday night, that's probably going to be 90,000 um, Collingwood supporters. So it, you're right, it's the last real true um, home game that you can play as as a club. Um, as a player, it is nervous. It's you, You're nervous, and I'm probably like this because we have so many close prelim finals. Uh, but you sort of sit back knowing that you put everything into this this weekend, and if you lose, you're sitting back next week watching the parade. You're sitting back next week watching the grand final because mm. um, you know that so much counts on it. And I guess our history at Hawthorne, we had uh, we had four prelims in a row from two eleven through to two fifteen, all decided by under a goal. Um, and we, we were on on, uh, on until two eleven. Luke Ball kicked a, uh, yes. a snap from forty five meters out where he can, he can kick a drop punt thirty, and he kicked a snap <laughs> forty five to win the game. But then. You sort of you sort of look you look across and and then we we got lucky probably with Adelaide by five points then we had Geelong and, and Port Adelaide um, by five and three so yes it's it is a nervous weekend for players. But if you lose you uh, you can get on it at the Brownlow and ease the pain just a little bit. But you uh, you would much prefer you've been to all of them you'd much prefer to be sober at the Brownlow wouldn't you because it's a uh, uh, it's a it's an enormous enormous week. Now Goss has got me all wound up mate about GWS and. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I, my pies don't get through. I tell you what, Oji, I'm gonna. Well, the so cat Luke, would so, want to so, run. The dog so, would want to run. Let's just run Luke through through the situation. So originally, he and the bride and the kids were had booked mm. there. They were driving across the Nullarbor Plain. They were leaving mon- Sunday or Monday. Well, well, was this? Was this- did they book this about round 10? No, no, no. We didn't get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but uh, a little while ago, we said we're going to drive because 
you know, if they if they stuff it up, we can just cancel that, and uh, I can ring the yep. Nullarbor Roadhouse and say we're not coming anymore. <laughs> uh, so, but then uh, the last yeah, couple of days ago, we made an executive decision to stuff it. We're flying, so I think I might have jinxed it, but I'm, I'm a bit worried. But Goss is really pumping up the hopes of GWS, and I'm I'm trying to explain to him that last week they played a side of guys when six of them were on one leg. This this has to this has to go the pie's way, Hodgie. Tell me it's going to go the pie's way. Um, well, if you sit back and look at how the season's played out, you've got Collingwood who finished top of the ladder. They've won a final. They've done nothing wrong. Um, the only thing is, if you sit back and look at the stats from, say, round 20, and that's, that's what a lot of people look at. They don't look at what happened in the first half of the season. It's GWS. If you didn't look at the ladder, you'd think GWS would have finished on top out of these two teams. Um, GWS, over the last six weeks have rated in the top four in the majority of the categories that you want, whether it's um, points for, points against, turnovers, clearances, disposals, inside 50s, like all, all the main ones that you sort of try and tick off to be a top four team, they're, they're flying. Um, and that's where you sort of see that. If I, my gut feeling is to pies, but the more I look at it, I'm sitting there going, the, the orange tsunami is, is coming hard, but... <laughs> My gut feel is, is still the pies, even though I'm not giving you much confidence. No, no, what, what sort of ease my mind sort of answer is that, mate? That's not helping me at all. <laughs> well, if, 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 it, if it makes you feel any better, last week I tipped Melbourne and Port. So, yeah, okay, that's good. <laughs> hopefully that makes you feel a little more So you're tipping Collingwood this week <laughs> no, then? No, don't, don't. No, you stick with the tsunami. <laughs> hey, what about no, the game no, up no, there in Queensland that. then, Luke? What about the game up in Queensland? I mean... You know, we know it's a far away place and, you know, where, where it sits. But tell you what, uh, Brisbane, uh, in Brisbane, Carlton, I mean, the AFL clearly, and probably Channel 7 for that matter, would like the Carlton-Collingwood moment and would be a huge grand final. But it's going to be hard to beat Brisbane at the Gabba. Mm. Yeah, you think so. I think I think with Carlton as well. So Paddy Cripps, is, he, played, he was really good last week, but he's still got that guard over his ribs that he's had for, for about a month. And then you've got Akers and Doherty, who were both a part of that, that final play um, to kick the winning goal last weekend. They've both had shoulder complaints, and, and they don't look... They look very sore last week. So they're still going to be a little bit gingy. You're bringing... Carlton are bringing back in Mackay, who hasn't been in great form from his concussion. He um, He's there to try and help out Kerno because Kerno's only kicked one goal the last two finals. So you're sort of sitting that going. Out of the two sides, you're probably looking... Lines will be more comfortable. Had a week off. They've, they've freshened up. Uh, and, and the football they've played at home as well. They're they're eleven and zip. It's the hardest road trip in in AFL. Um, so you sort of look back that they they could be more comfortable as we've as we've seen and uh, and it's happened over over many years of prelims. The, the, that form is irrelevant if you've got teams with good momentum in GWS and Carlton. Anything's possible. Who would you target, Oji? You're one of the one of the great finals players. As I said in the introduction, you know when you think finals, you're one of the first people to pop up, mate. And but you were exceptional on the lip and in the mind games, which I, I love watching mind games play out and then how the next contest unfolds, that sort of thing. You weren't the best at it of all time. Who would you target at Carlton? Uh, oh, you, you, you'd have to go for those guys that that are that do have the question mark over them. If you're looking at a Doherty, you could you could see, yeah, he's left shoulder mm. popped out on the weekend. So he's got to be sore. Akers had three or four contests where he was grimacing in pain. Um, so they're probably two. I think if you're going to go and try and beat up Paddy Cripps, you're, you're oh, kidding yourself. That's I, silly. I interviewed him before the game last. He's six foot four. He's bloody huge. <laughs> but um, but I, I think all the games, and, and a lot of them aren't the, the ones that you'd necessarily think of. If you look at GWS, if I was Collingwood, I'd be going after Lockie Whitfield and 
um, Toby Green. And, and two different reasons. Lockie Whitfield sets up the play. He's been so important for him the last month or so. Uh, he's averaged over 30 the last month. So he's someone to set up. But Toby Green's the other one who... He just he's he's the match winner, and if you sent Maynard to him and just let everyone else know that every time you run past him, you bump him or, or mm. you can't hit him anymore these days, but be physical with it, just to let him know that you're you're the hunter, not 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 them. So they're, they're little mind games that you can play, especially in these big finals. Yeah, I was talking to someone yesterday, Hodgie, in regards to Braden Maynard and the Toby Green matchup. Ben, I think Toby said, "Bring it on," you know, what no problems. He turned <laughs> this guy I was talking to who has connections to an AFL club said, "I'd go the other way." If I was GWS, I would target Braden Maynard. Yeah, well, and then that's that's the thing about the mind games. If you can, what, what you're unsure with in, in finals, especially prelims, you've got so much stuff going on. Players, and this is where players get caught up. If you're that focused on, I want to play well, I want to do the best thing, I'll, hopefully we win through. If you can get them off their, um, their, their focus by either getting stuck into them, giving them something that they're not expecting, in a big final, you can get shaken up. And I know we did that. We That happened to us a lot. Uh, in 2010, 11, 12 with Hawthorne, we had to learn how to handle the pressure. So anything that you can come up with in a big prelim or, or a grand final that makes the opposition, I guess, it's unexpected for them, it can put them off their game, which you'll be definitely trying that on, on big weekends like this one. But here's the matchup that everyone's talking about. It's Maynard, is it Quainor? I'd, I'd be... I'd be looking more out of Maynard, not because of the physicality, but because he's more of a lockdown sort of player. If you take and where Quainor, Quainor is the attacker, the driver, and he'll run off. If you run off Toby Green and leave him unattended for any second, there's a turnover, and he's in the right spot at the right time. Would you go the more negating sort of player on Green, or would you go on someone to try and expose him and, and take off and, and, and make him accountable? Yeah, that's 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 a tough question for, for the coaching staff of Collingwood because... Quainor over the season has been such a good one v one player, but they also want his speed and and then Collingwood's natural ability is everyone run off, whether it's Darcy Moore, whether it's Howe, whether it's Quainor or Maynard, they want you to run because they're happy to give up a goal the other way if your run creates two or three Collingwood's way. So I think whoever does have Green, it won't be a, a sole focus of, a, of just a lockdown. If they can run and get the ball and drag Green out of the Ford fifty, uh, they'll they'll be trying to do that. So there'll be a little bit of cat mouse, but. I think Quainer had five kicked against him from Toby Green last time they played, so I'd probably Ooh. start Maynard. But, yeah. Um, you know, you, wait, everyone knows what Fly's like. He's he wants people to grow and learn and and learn from their experiences. So if he goes back to Quainer just a, as a bit of a hey mate, we've still got faith in you. That wouldn't surprise me by how he's coaching those guys at the moment. As I'd well. let him learn next year. If on this weekend, I'd say you can learn more next year. For this year, we're not going to let never, you learn I've anymore. I've never seen a bloke more invested in a club that played five games. You Mate, do this, we, all of a sudden you've become the greatest Collingwood... Uh, Nuffy. Nuffy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll accept You played five games for them. Oh, I don't care, mate. Right. Right. Being the, a Sydney Swans at, fan. At the end of the day, you know the reason. They're the only ones that didn't sack me. They let me retire. So for that, they'll always have my love, Goss. <laughs> you get stuffed. <laughs> Hodgie, uh, just in regards to Brisbane, uh, Payne has got that ankle injury and didn't look all that impressive in jogging and walking laps. If he doesn't play, do they have to bring in Darcy Gardner because they, they can ill afford to move Harris Andrews to a, a lockdown job on, on Charlie Kerno. Harris Andrews is a completely different player and Brisbane's whole setup is based around him not having to go into a lockdown role. Yeah, as I said, it's disappointing for... Um for pain because he's been so good. This has mm. been his real launch out year. Um, but you're right, you, you can't take someone in. We've spoken about Cart with their injury woes. You can't take someone in who's on one foot. He's got his last chance to train today, so no doubt they'll be 
trying a jab it to make sure he can get up. But look, Darcy Gardner is a, a, an excellent fullback. He at the start of the year before prior to his injuries, he would have been in their starting lineup. He's played over 150 games, so his experience. Um, the coaches will be just as confident bringing back in for the matchup on on Kerno or, or flicking over to Kerno or Mackay throughout the night. No more changes at Brisbane. You'd think um, your old mate Jack Gunston probably misses Hodgie and uh, and our mate here Danny Rich, Dan Richard. We're both connected to. Uh, looks like they're both probably done. Yeah, no, I think that's the hardest thing. If you've, you've yeah. still got the last training session, but like you would have. Uh, at the start of the year, you had all those three: Gardner, Rich, and Gunston, um, all in the all in the starting lineup. So, um, the the tough thing with football is there are certain blokes that will miss out. Gunston with his knee and Richie because he he went back to get some fitness midway through the year, and the guys that were ahead of him um, have just stood up and and played some really good rebound run from from half back. So. Uh, look, those guys are professionals. They're going to do everything they possibly can. So if they are needed, whether it's this week or if they win through next week, then they'll be ready to go if, if need be. Last week, we had a, uh, I had my six wild cards. You know, the player with a little bit of X factor who's going to have a big game, who's going to step up in these finals moments. Now, uh, three of the four who played last weekend were putrid. Uh, I've picked really, really poorly. <laughs> but uh, this weekend or last week, I had... I had Jamie Elliott ready to to relaunch and, and you know, find his kicking boots. And at Brisbane, I had Jasper Fletcher. I've been really impressed with him. And he's one, one of those people that we're not looking at, we're not looking for, but he could just bob up. And I think he's been he's been terrific. Yeah, I think if you look at the, the players, if you think of finals players, dominant finals players who will have a real impact, it's been the... You look over the years; it's it's the Voss, it's the Selwood, it's it's these kind of guys that have a have a real impact because it's that in and under dirty style of football. I feel as the games have more gone into a scoring frenzy, it's it's been the outside wingers or blokes who can cover some ground. If you look at Isaac Smith last year in the in the grand final winner, the Norm Smith, mm. um, Paddy Dangerfield did a lot of the dirty in and under work, but he did a lot of the polish that really breaks and hurts teams. If you look at your spot on with Jasper Fletcher last week, um, he had. Hugh McCluggage was excellent, but also, yeah, Jasper Fletcher kicking three goals as a, as a first year. So if you're very smart in today's game and you can understand the patterns and where to go and uh, not just track the ball, you can have a real impact. And Jasper's definitely done a lot of work um, in understanding the game just by his running patterns. Last couple for you, Hodgie. Luke Hodge, our guest, uh, Hawthorne legend, Brisbane, uh, of course, played a couple of years up there with some success as well. Hey, Hodgie, just um, Eddie Maguire's come out and said, let it breathe. So he's wanting Channel 7 at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, get out of their face, Get Hodgie. out of their face. It's yeah. not so much you. <laughs> just but put, a leash, put a, yeah, little leash on Abby. Abby at home's just, just rain it in a little bit and maybe speak a little louder so they can hear. <laughs> What's the feedback been like for the seven commentary team in regards to Eddie's uh, suggestion? No, no, there hasn't, hasn't been much. I think what people people like different areas. Well, and I, I actually like the fact that you go and interview the players straight away because you get the natural emotion from the players. I, I interviewed Paddy Cripps before the game. And he was, you know, what he's like he's he's come so he's come so far with his mm. media performances. Mm. He was so calm. Everything that he was, everything that he said back to me, I could have, I could ask him thirty five questions, and he had an automated response for all of them because he didn't want to give anything for motivation. He didn't want to say anything outside the box where you get criticised. So he he was so calm and composed. I like the fact that straight after the game, you could sort of see him. He 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 was emotional. He almost had the glassy eyes. You. You could sort of see the fatigue that he went through, the stress that was going through his body, mm. um, and I, I thought that actually took a little bit extra to, to the supporters because I think if most Carlton supporters wouldn't see that fatigue, Paddy Chris, because of how good of a performer he is. But uh, I think it's each to their own, and um, 
yeah, it's, I guess it's up to the, the person on the spot to sort of decide. And, and I actually really like the interview, but we'll see what happens. I'll have to, pl- I'll, you know, I'll have to place drop here. In 2006, I interviewed the West Coast Eagles on the ground at the MCG for Channel 10. And I remember interviewing Ben Cousins. And I said, what sort of party is it going to oh, be? And he God. said, frightening. Never a true word spoken. Uh, now, Hodgie, uh, last one. Uh, I'm interviewing. I've uh, got the pr- pleasure of uh, hosting the Carbine Club WAFL Grand Final uh, lunch here tomorrow with one of your great mates. Alistair Clarkson is our guest of honour. He was going to come last year, but obviously uh, things unfolded late and was replaced by Damien Hardwick. Uh, what's the one question I should avoid asking Clarko <laughs> that he won't punch a wall or or not mention a player? What, what's the one thing? I, I actually want a reaction. I, I, people pay good money to go to this lunch. I want a reaction from him. What, it's not where, hard to get one. It's pretty little. What, what areas should I be going in or not going in? Do you really want a reaction like that, do you? <laughs> the crowd paying good coin to be there. <laughs> no, I, th- I think one thing we've, we've known, look, Clarko is a competitive beast, and we've all seen how competitive he gets. And um, there, There's no doubt that you've seen uh, the highs and the lows of him during coaches' days. I know I definitely have, but it, you sit back and laugh at most of them. But <laughs> when, when it comes to days like that, he, he's passionate for football. He, he loves football. So anywhere where you can go and entertain people and, and talk about his journey, because... It's actually an amazing journey coming growing up in Canaver, uh, where they hardly had grass when he was when he was growing up to, to play AFL for 130 games and then coach four premierships. It's actually a really good story. So, um, look, I reckon you'll have to do a fair bit to get him to get him uh, angry away from a footy club or away from the, the footy field. So, if, if you do if you do tick that box, let us know because I'll, I'll love to get those questions next time I interview him as well. Love to have that up your sleeve, eh, hey, mate? September is the time where legends are made, and uh, you certainly. Uh, are a legend of our game and uh, absolutely shone during uh, September, one of the leaders of men. Uh, great to speak to you today. We hope you feel uh, getting better by each day, mate, and get through the weekend all right. And uh, thanks again for joining us this morning on Scotty and Goss. No, guys, thanks for that. Have a good weekend. Luke Hodge joining us, uh, part of the SEN family, but also, of course, on the Seven coverage, and he's the best in the business.